This week in Nintendo Main, we've played all the new NES games for the Nintendo Switch Online service. When's the January going to clean up all these big bugs? I enter the future. Welcome to Nintendo Main episode 143. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Zero Tolerance Johnson. I'm Jeremy. There's nothing inside of me. Mikowski. Jeremy tournament winner. Mikowski. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bought I'm that too. I'm just a shell. I'm just a shell of a gamer. And I'm John. Nice hat knitter. Nice hat. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with your hat, John? Oh, that was a reference for uh, the messenger. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I that's what I thought was Cannibal Musical. Nice hat. Yeah, here we are. We're here to tell you about all the fun Nintendo stuff for the week, as usual. But let's do like we normally do every week and talk about what we've been playing and what we bought. You guess who wants to go first? I bought nothing so far. Yeah. I guess uh mine would be pretty easy. I bought uh Hollow Knight this week. You bought which two is my rep. You bought two things actually though. Other That's than true. Hollow Knight, you got another thing that I got last week. Yeah, I about. did get a Medieval Madness. I forgot about that, and yeah. actually, I've sunk some serious hours into that. So I don't know why I forgot about it. But man, I didn't like. I've had that uh, that pinball game on my Switch for months and months now because it was a free download. Yeah, and I did buy the Portal. I bought the Portal table uh. because I was mystified by it and hardly ever played it, but. Once the uh, Medieval Madness came around, like, of course, Trey bought it immediately, and he told me about it, and I didn't think a whole lot of it. But once I heard it mentioned in the wild, somebody I work with was like, I got those Williams tables, and they're amazing. And I was like, all right, I got to get this. Yeah. You know, somebody that I didn't normally think was much of a gamer, but loves video pinball that I work with, Mm. was like talking mad praise about these games. I was like, all right, I'm going to download that tonight. And I'm glad I did. I'm going to get my $1 an hour worth out of it, I think. For ten bucks, and uh, it's fun, and I do actually really look forward to playing it at a convention because I'm going to know how it works better now. Well, you'll play it. You'll play it in a couple weeks at Chicago because yeah, there's a bunch of them here. I feel like every barcade in Chicago has Medieval Madness, so it's pretty easy to find. Yeah, it's because kind of you know, if you have practice. if you have a barcade, you should have it. In fact, I'll be able to practice on the way up on the train. Yeah, but we did. A, we were playing last night, and uh, you can do like. A, there's like a tournament mode. You can do like an asynchronous uh, multiplayer on there. So I started a tournament mode, and uh, I think Jeremy, did you did you beat your score from last night? Are you like even no. higher on the? Because I think the I think the score was what like 34 million. It's like how mm-hmm. high it was, right? That's not my high score, but that's my high score for the tournament. Yeah, but it's like what is it? 48 hours. So it's like everybody that's. It was like a three day tournament. I just randomly started one but that's pretty cool i think so one of your friends is just like hey we got 48 hours to set the high score like even if one of us has already established that we can you know get the highest score we still have to prove it yet again in this tournament so that's pretty cool 
Yeah, it's like an asynchronous uh, multiplayer. You just in like, fact, I think it's still set going. It, yeah, you just set it up, and it's like, hey, uh, here, you know, play whenever you can, and in the end, we'll see who wins. So it's like you can play against each other, but not play against each other. It's a, That's it's cool. about the best that you get for online multiplayer on that. There's no, there's no way to actually connect, you know, online. I never really tried it, but we messed around with it last night, and that's basically the best we could come up with is the uh, tournament mode, but it's still pretty cool. You know, if you want to, like, challenge your friends, you can be like, hey, let's play this, you know, beat this, beat the score, or whatever. My highest score was, like, 20 million. That's as close as I got on it. And I don't... It, it, It's super addictive. I mean, I like I, I think I've said before, I've set up my... I have a TV in my bedroom now, so I just, like, will go to sleep after playing pinball for a little while like it kind of like unwinds the tangles in my brain in a, in, in a weird way like i actually find it really therapeutic before i go to sleep i'm realizing i don't know why that is like other games like story-based games wouldn't do the same for me but mm. yeah you just kind of like it's yeah, you just go, go for a while just yeah. try to see if you can set a higher score eventually you're like all right well i don't really feel like playing this anymore and then it's bedtime yeah that makes sense because you know pinball or like tetris or for me dr mario I zone out playing Dr. Mario before bed. Same thing. It's just, uh, you know, one of those games that just demands your attention. Mm-hmm. And you have such absolute focus that you can kind of just forget about whatever else is going on throughout your day. And it prepares yeah. you for sleep. Yeah. But with the, I do love the, uh, I've played with the Pro Controller exclusively, but I do like the HD rumble functionality. Like, feels nice. Mm-hmm. I do still kind of feel like I'm playing a pinball machine. You can change the camera yeah. angle. You can change the uh the view, you know, the classic view versus like there's one CGI like thing per table that you can get rid of if you if that's distracting, which yeah. I didn't really find the CGI dragon distracting, but I still kind of wanted it to look like the old table. So sure, I try to it play also, on the old table. It also like takes the because uh, there's like a design on the inside, which is in the actual pinball machine. But when yeah, you told me about hitting the B button, it'll switch between like the regular like nothing moves and stuff does move. And and I didn't even know about that, but changing between the two of them like the for some reason the borders like become black on the outside. I thought that was weird. Yeah. But there's other things like when you're doing multi-ball, the ball's like there's a fiery like track. Mm-hmm. It takes that away and there's also like the dust like when the when the drawbridge hits and there's also like some explosions like when the door when I the castle explodes. I think- in both modes, like I think it still shows the like points kind of like erupting out of your ball as you make points. You know what I no, mean? No, like, it doesn't. Not classic the, like arcade game style. In classic, it doesn't do that. It doesn't show. Oh, the, it doesn't. No, okay. it doesn't show the points coming out. I think as I'm like fumbling around with the controller, sometimes I hit B on accident and end up reverting to the old table. But yeah, I ended up, and then I just forget because I'm zoning out and playing match after match after match. Sure. Yeah, it ended up uh, going back and forth. Like, I, I was putting it on classic mode for the multi-ball because I thought maybe the fiery, like, trail was, was messing me up because I would, like, fuck up multi-ball every time. And I've actually done better in the classic mode, so I've just been turning it off for that. I don't know. The fire, like, distracts me or makes it No, I feel you there. I mean, because yeah. you're seeing – it's like an extra thing your brain, like, tries to track because mm. you're seeing an extra thing moving around that isn't static on yeah. the table. So yeah, I feel you there, and I've I've tried to like get rid of any distraction, and I also like I don't know, I mean I don't know necessarily if the fire trail is an advantage, but if it were in some way, I would feel cheaper for getting more points mm-hmm. if that's somehow helping my game. So yeah, I do try to eliminate any of the extra stuff for that reason, just because what I'm playing a definitely you know a simulated version of the table, so mm. 
I can't be a purist in any way, but I can try my hardest. Sure. In the context of what I have available to me. So that's what I'm trying to do. Mm. When when I'm actually playing like real pinball, like when I play like Medieval Madness in real life, when it's when it's multi-ball, I'll, I just look at the flippers and just try to keep the balls in play, but I'm not actually hitting them in a certain way. So it's different in the, in the, oh, video, in the video pinball world because normally when I'm playing it physically, I just watch the flippers and just try to keep the balls going. And if I get ramps and jackpots, cool, but I'm not actually trying to watch the whole thing because i'm just trying to keep them going and i guess that's well, easier yeah, i think actually, in real yeah. life than in the video game pinball because well even video, i yeah. feel like video game pinball no matter how well they simulate it it's still not i don't know it still doesn't feel real world enough because i'm like seeing like multi-ball sure my balls are colliding with each other and it's causing like you know it's causing disorder in the way i thought the direction of where it was going to go but it still doesn't seem like the bounce is correct when they hit each other, you know? Yeah. It doesn't feel real in that regard. So maybe I'm overanalyzing it. Maybe I'm giving myself too much credit that I understand real-world physics or something. But something about it still feels off. It doesn't feel legit still. And it doesn't, like, hit the glass of the pinball machine. Yeah. You know, like when it does never... that sometimes, like when it, like, pops up and hits it. Mm-hmm. And it's really loud and distracting. And and the, And I mentioned it last night on our stream, but, like, the sound of the trolls like really bothers me because they don't sound like that at all. Like in the regular pinball, it's weird. Cause like, it's, you know, when they pop up, they, they sound a lot like heavier and like harder. Like they're like, like that. And in this one, they sound like they're made out of like plastic or something. It's like, cling, cling. it's weird. It doesn't sound right at all. Like once, once you hear the, once you come up here and play the real version of medieval madness, you know what I mean? But the, when the pol- mm. trolls pop up, they don't sound like that at all. And actually, there was—I don't know if it's still on Netflix—but there was a there was a pinball documentary on there called Special When Lit, and uh, then it showed, and there was this part where it showed the trolls pop up. So if that's still on there, you could watch that, and it would you would hear the the correct noise of, of the trolls from a uh, from Medieval Madness because they that there was like a part in that like a little. But you're right, thing. though. Ultimately, though, you're right in the sense that when you talk about the ball bouncing up to hit. The glass, that's mm. called, what's that's called, the y-axis? So you've got the x-y-axis, and yeah, there's ramps and stuff. Or is that like I don't the z-axis? This, I don't think these games truly simulate the y-axis and, and how, like, collision physics work. Mm-hmm. When the balls, like, contact each other, or they contact things at a certain angle. They might they may actually, like, jump up off the table a little bit. Yeah. And I, you don't get that in these games. Yeah, that would be the z-axis, right? Isn't that how you Maybe I'm com- compare, z-axis, like, right. well, because x and y is a... Uh, X and Y are the vertical, the, horizontal, the yeah. two-dimensional axes, and then yeah. Z is the like makes it three D. Yeah. Well, it was also I think the Z axis was also used in some of the Wii games for like the for like the motion like reticule mm-hmm. or whatever like you know to the bounding box as they would call it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's why they called the Z trigger on the N sixty four controller. Maybe they're Could emphasizing they the three D. Maybe. Could be. I mean, and Maybe also, so. where do you go from L and R to Z? I don't know. Well, you have X and Y. Yeah. True. Yeah. You get an X and Y, so the next... There could have been an M. There could have been middle. <laughs> that seems like an Xbox thing that they would do. <laughs> they just call it M. Seems seems like that, right? But yeah, no, you got. I'm glad you got Medieval Madness and that you're enjoying it. Medieval... I am enjoying it. I'm glad. I mean, I dropped yeah. 10 bucks, so I've dropped whatever yeah. I paid for the portal machine which is three bucks four bucks i can't remember but i think it's like two it's yeah like two or three something since like that the yeah. download was free at this point i've pretty much put 
you know, 12 to 13 bucks into the game. And I'm fine with that. I've played it enough that it seems like it's a good addition to my switch library. Have you played any of those other games like the getaway or fishtail? I've tried them. I've played one or two matches of each. What's the third one? It's It's like getaway. Yeah. Fishtail getaway. uh, And then another one. I don't know. I, I played them all once and I didn't, wasn't really into them. But you know they're fine. No, was I. I I could sort of see like the getaway sort of had some appeal to it, and then I went back to the portal table, and it actually is pretty fun. Um, portal table is really fun. Yeah. Played that for a little while. Actually, like, sorry if that's shitty, but since I beat Trey's high score in middle medieval madness, I was like, I should beat John's score on the portal table. So I went and did that. <sighs> you could. Well, we all have. Uh... <laughs> We we all have the portal table, so you could start a tournament for that, and we could compete yeah. on it asynchronously. That's true. You know? I should do that. But so. yeah, currently I have the high score on that between all of our friends, and uh, and I have the high score in medieval madness as well. Well, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> but I also bought Hollow Knight Transition. You, oh yeah. Um, I've only played a little bit of this game, but uh, I like it so far. I think it's pretty well done. It's super smooth, cool hand drawn animation. It's definitely looks like an indie game, you know. It's got that indie, like flashback to actual flash animation sort of look to it in some ways. But I feel like the backgrounds are really well done, and um, it's it's uh, a huge map, so they do a pretty good job of changing it up. Well, weirdly, I mean, have you gotten into that yet? Like how weird the map is in Hollow Knight. Where like you have so to, far, you I'm have like to go pretty weirded out by the map. But well, there there I'm is not no that far into it. I there is no map. Maybe played thirty minutes of it. Oh well, then you don't know yet. There, there is no I, map. I thought I've beaten one boss. Oh, I've okay. gotten to a second boss, but I can't beat him yet. I don't have the ability to beat him yet. I don't think. Oh, because the way that Hollow Knight works is there is no map. You have to go buy a map, and you have to go buy a thing that shows you on the map, and you have to buy another thing that shows what you found on the map, and you have to buy like seven things. That basically oh, make make randomized. your map work. No, it's no. You have to like, like you don't get all that shit that you get in normal Metroidvania games. You have to like actually find a fucking dude in every world that draws a map and buy a map from oh, him. I, I mean, he's, I did buy a map off a guy. He's so. basically like uh, he, he's basically the tingle. And then he of told the me game. to go up and buy a compass off his wife in the service. Yeah, that's what you do. You got to buy a bunch of shit for his, from his wife for your map to actually do things for for your, you to actually be on the map uh, or to show like that makes stuff. sense because I because I was like, where am yeah. I on this map? It's not showing like you are here because you aren't. Yeah, you won't be there until you buy all this other shit, which which I thought was pretty annoying. And and every time you go to a different world, you have to find that guy. So you'll find him like a bunch of different times. So it's sort of like in Metroid Fusion when you had to find the terminals to get the map. Sort of, yeah, or like Tingle in uh, in uh, Majora's uh-huh. Mask, where you have to buy the math from him. And that uh, that third pinball game was Junkyard, by the way, the one that we couldn't remember. Okay, that's right. That I did play one. that. Yeah. I just only played it once. Where it's like you got to find the you have to find the hair dryer. Now you have to find the uh, bench, and now you have to find the rotating table from a microwave. I don't know. It was like random junk. Yeah, because it's a junkyard. Yeah, the way the way the way the bosses work in Hollow Knight, it's kind of weird. Like it's not really. Because I never really got, like, any sort of upgrade that, like, made me stronger. I just had to kind of figure out how to do it. And that's kind of what turned me off on the game eventually was that I felt like it was too it was too hard and the controls just didn't really click for me is what was what was bugging me on the game. So I I, I don't know. I I think I put, like, three, hour, three four hours into it. But I ended up uh, – Yoku's Island Express actually ended up uh, beating it out. Because I like that game a lot more, so I just played that one instead. Because I kind of was trying trying to play both of them at the same time, and 
I do. That I do want to check much, that game out at some point. Yeah, that one was much. More I fun. am digging Hollow Knight so far. So one thing that I don't know, maybe you had mentioned it whenever you talked about it before, but um, I didn't know that it was sort of like what what it's what's that uh, the the Sphinx game or whatever you're playing or the Mummy game. What was it? Mummy Demastered. <laughs> yeah, Mummy Demastered. So it was a little bit like that. I like it's Mummy Demastered like, better. Uh, <laughs> Dark Souls or whatever. Yeah, maybe not Dark Souls, but yeah, where you have to fight your old self. I guess you don't do that in Dark Souls, but. You, do it you actually Mummy have Demaster. to fight your old yeah. self to get your shit back. Yeah, if you die. yeah, it does do that, and you, and you like that's how you get all your all your coins your mo- back. It's too. just money. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I don't kind of your experience in a way because you buy things to advance. But um, yeah, I, no, I thought that was really cool, and I I remember the first time I died, I was recording it, um, just for posterity's sake in case I wanted to post it, and uh, I died, and I'm like, what the hell? Why is there's like this black juice being sucked out of me? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know I was going to fight. Like when I went back to the room where I died, I jumped up trying to collect it. Mm. And it hurt me, and I'm like, "Wait, what? It's fighting me!" And I, it wasn't hard to defeat, but yeah. maybe it gets harder as you go, as you it, it have more abilities and stuff. Yeah, I don't remember if it takes your abilities or not, or if you lose your abilities. I don't think you do when you when you because uh, like in Mummy Demasters, you you do. Like you lose all the abilities that you have. Wow. And and the one you have so to you fight have, has so you them. You literally yeah. have to go back to the save if you lose. You can't just keep going. You can't go back to the save though. Unless you've like I mean it like auto saves whenever you oh, whenever oh. you die in Mummy Demastered. So you have to like basically what I did is I had multiple different saves. I That's guess. What I, meant. I figured out a way to do it to make it to where I could go back to it, but I forget how I did it. Cause it, Oh, I, oh, I'd have like a bunch of different ones because it'll auto save over the one where you die. So you go back to the other save, but you copy it from one to another is basically what I was doing. Mm. It's kind of a stupid way to do it, but that's it's the way you had tedious, to do it in that. It yeah. But, uh, yeah. Cause it, cause it'll auto auto save over everything, but well, needless to yeah. say, I think I'll probably play more hollow Knight. It was 15 bucks. It's really nice looking and I don't know. I'll see. I'll see what I can do with it. Yeah. I do love a good Metroidvania, although I never did finish what's the last one I bought. The last one I bought was a long time ago, but Even it was on the Wii U. Yeah. What the hell is that one called? Was it, um, what's that it's one? It's the one that looks a lot like Metroid. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. It's on Switch also, and, and I got that one as well. Axiom Verge? Yeah, Axiom yeah. Verge. Axiom yeah. Yep. That one. That's the last Metroidvania I bought that I haven't finished, and I ha- really haven't gone back to it in a long time. Yeah. Probably over here. But uh, this is this reminds me a little bit of that. But one thing that I thought was interesting, and I don't know if you noticed this, Trey. Did you ever play Ico? Yeah, Ico. So like you On save PS2. like at these special bin, like bin, benches. Yeah. So I, I I don't know if that was like a nod to Ico or if it was just maybe they decided to put benches in it. But it reminded me a lot of Ico, and it also reminded me of the the end of time and Chrono Trigger because it was underneath like a lamp post. Oh yeah yeah. All, are like there's like a lamppost like kind of like keeping you safe and there's this bench and mm-hmm. but yeah so far so good 15 bucks it's the magical number i've said over and over again mm-hmm. on this podcast 15 bucks i think is that perfect spot to be both an impulse buy level purchase and like a mark of quality because 15 bucks seems like it must be worth 15 bucks i hope yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people like it. I guess from what I heard from people talking about it, I'm I'm at the part where you have to play past to wherever I'm at to to where it gets good. So I guess I don't know. I'm at the breaking point or whatever. But I was just I was just getting annoyed with it because I didn't. I don't know. The, well, I'm, some, I'm some of the like con- you, or some I'm of the, actually starting to build up yeah. a massive back catalog on my Switch. So yeah. 
Some of the, well, some of the controls were bugging me because I was trying to get into it and I just didn't. And I was like, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try Yoku's Island, and then I just played that one until I beat it. So because I, I do want to play that, and I do want to get yeah. the messenger for sure. Yeah. And it'd be cool to have the messenger because we could all talk about it. But right. this one yeah. was like I wasn't sure if you had it or not. But no, I, I I just hear so much about it. Like it's almost like the Undertale of Metroidvanias at this point. Try it. <laughs> yeah, I've only heard. I mean, I only heard a little bit. I guess maybe in in the circle of. Uh, Champagne people talk about it more, maybe uh, Hollow Knight, but I, I haven't heard a whole lot of mention of it online lately. It was kind of maybe around more when it came out, but yeah, no, I I got it. It, it was in, wasn't it in the direct? Yeah, it came out the same time as uh, Fortnite did. Like that was the big, I think that was the big uh, thing mm-hmm. was Fortnite and Hollow Knight. So Shovel Knight, you got two knights. No Shovel Knight came out at second. the beginning. Yeah, so it's been around for a minute, but yeah, hopefully you get into it more. Maybe I'll try playing it again. It was just, uh, I just wasn't, I don't know, wasn't clicking with me. But I think, like, maybe I just wasn't very good at it because it felt like I was dying too often. Or it was just wasn't, it was just wasn't connecting with the guys when I was trying to. But it definitely looks super cool. Like, that's definitely, you know, the graphics look great. Supposedly it's really long, too, for 15, uh, for 15 bucks. It's like 30 hours or something is what I heard. So it's a lengthy, lengthy game for, for that amount of time. We shall see, but I plan yeah. on playing it more. I'm not heavily invested in it in any other game right now. So, well, until I, until comes out next, what's next? Starlink. <laughs> oh, Starlink's already out. Yeah. No, uh, Okami's on sale. I know that's probably news, but Okami is, is on 15. sale. Yeah, it's fifteen right now. I think that's a damn good price. If you don't own that game already, buy it. Speaking, for 15 bucks. are you talking to me? It's worth yes. every fucking penny. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you ever played it before? I've never played it before. You should buy it, man. Oh, shit. No, it's totally cheap, it. and it's great. It's a Zelda game, except you're a wolf. Get it feels it. a lot like uh, somewhere between Ocarina and uh, Twilight, I would say. It's yeah. like right in between, as far as like the mechanics go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got like okay. unique mechanics that are unlike both those games, but as far as like the way the story progresses, it felt like, you know, it felt like a Zelda that wasn't Zelda. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. And, then, and of course, it's... Skyward Sword came, or not Skyward, but Twilight came out that same year. Yeah, they came out around and the same I, time. And actually, I think IGN gave Okami Game of the Year over that. They did. They did give Okami Game of the Year over Twilight Princess, and I remember Matt Casamassino was so upset about it. Which <laughs> I don't video. think it deserved. I mean, it's beautiful, but I think gameplay wise, I think Skyward Sword mm. is more solid and consistent. Twilight Princess. Yeah, I don't know, but. Yep. Okami's still great. I'm not saying Okami's not great. But. Yeah. Well, I Zelda, Zelda yeah. felt like Zelda. I guess that's why I liked it better. Sure. I I played Okami for, I played Okami on Wii all the way through, and I had a great time with it. Like I had a blast. I thought it was really fun. It's also like super over the top Japanese. It basically looks like those old like Japanese paintings that you see in mm-hmm. some restaurants. So it's super pretty, and uh, it's a lot of fun to play. And I had a lot of fun with it. It has a lot of really weird, quirky story stuff in it. Yeah, it's like it's cell shaded, yeah. but the the black lines instead of being like polygonal or whatever, they're actually like a flowing ink line. Mm. So they're sort of like variable amounts of thickness, which gives it like a more hand drawn look. Like, and that's like that's such cool. a subtle effect actually translates really well. And then there's like a there's a filter that makes everything look kind of like papyrus mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't oh, know. Sure, they yeah. call it papyrus in Japan, but it's you know paper made out of plant fibers like textured yeah yeah uh-huh. i think i think another thing that's really really cool about it is like there and, and i'm sure you remember when you played this like and they mentioned this on ign but it's like uh 
their their uh their dungeons are like they're not really designated. Like it's not like Zelda where it's like here's the dungeon, here's the boss, like here's all everything like actually fle- flows together really seamlessly. Yeah. Like you'll be playing for a while and you're all this and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, I think I'm in a dungeon now." But it's not like oh, here's the beginning of the dungeon. Like it just kind of like it just flows to together a lot better, and I really like that about it as well. But having played Beautiful Joe not long before that game came out, I mean, well, whenever Beautiful Joe versus when that came out, like Okami takes a completely different direction, but in some regards, like it reminded me of Beautiful Joe, mm-hmm. especially in like reusing bosses. Well, reusing like enemies. That happens a lot in Okami. Oh, but there's different colored later. You, <laughs> they, you they fight every and... boss like four to five times, I think, in Okami. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it's not that many times, but it's at least, I'd say at least three times that well, you fight each boss. I know there is like one major boss that you do fight a few times, but it like returns in different forms. Do you remember that? Like there was like the main bad. I mean, you have to whatever. go through a marathon of all the bosses. You do, you do you fight do a few fight times. Boss yeah. At the end, but. I think there's various parts within the game where you have to refight bosses. Mm. From what I remember, like this is also Okami's the only game I can ever like remember that was a vacation for me. Like some people say you recede into the virtual world when you try to get away from reality. Like I literally did it. I took a two week paid vacation, you know, when Okami first came out and I spent the entire vacation just playing that game. Like oh, I barely nice. like went and did anything. I just sat at home and played that game. Mm. But and it was like seventy something hours, but I did it. Was that your reason for taking the vacation or did it just happen out that way? <laughs> well I I needed to take a paid like I had paid vacation hours and I needed to use them by the end of the year. Right. Mm. So I was like, Well, I mean I need to take this time off in order to get this paid vacation time. So Oh shit, Okami's coming out at on this day. I think it was early November or something. And yeah. So I just timed it with that. Mm. And I did actually start my vacation on purpose the day that that came out. By the Thanks. way, uh, uh, Beautiful Joe came out three years before Okami. I knew, okay. that, well, I knew there was a pretty big uh, uh, distance between them. But yeah, uh, Beautiful Joe was 2003. Okami was 2006. So Beautiful Joe 2 came out between the two, right? Yeah, I think Beautiful Joe 2 was 2004. And I never did play that one. Because Beautiful, Beautiful Joe I, was like an early... There's no way, yeah. like, playing Okami, if you've played Beautiful Joe, there's no way playing that you don't feel hmm. a similarity between the two. Like, they, there's a very, like, I don't know, something about... I don't even know the guy's name, unfortunately. I wish I did, but his mark is there. Joe? <laughs> what do you mean? No, no, no. No, I'm just talking about the, the uh, developer or whatever. The Platinum? I mean, it was the same person who came up with Okami and who came up with uh, Beautiful Joe. Who's his, what's his name? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. No, I don't, I don't know the actual designer. But it's the same guy. Yeah. But it was it, it was Platinum. Before Platinum, when they were called Clover still. Before they got the visuals do look pretty similar. Yeah. No, Okami is a lot of fun to play. Like, it's, uh, yeah, it's very cool. And I even got, I don't know if you guys ever got it, but I even got Okami Den for DS. I played that game as well, the sequel How's to that. One? It was cool. I mean, it's it's basically a smaller version of Okami, you know, but but on, on the DS. I, it was very impressive. Like, I, I was impressed by how they were able to actually bring that same, like, flowing ink art style onto the small screen. You know, it's definitely impressive for that, that they were able to make it look just as fluid as it was on the, on the uh, PS2. You know, so I, was, I thought that was pretty rad. 
a lot of it's like top down, so it's not as 3D, but it still worked really well for for what it was. And and of course, drawing stuff on the touchscreen was a lot of fun. But uh, uh, speaking of stuff that's on sale, I bought a game that was on sale on there as well. I haven't played it yet, but and I didn't really pay anything for it because I used my points for it. But I got I got Battleship Brigade because that's like half off right now on the uh, on the eShop. Okay. And uh, at the last Switch event that I went to uh, with that for iPlay Games, uh, Kevin Kevin's brother was playing that after we did all the tournaments and stuff, and they were like playing the shit out of it, and they were like. I don't know. It was like they were super hardcore into that game, and it looked really cool, and it sounded like a lot of fun. It sounded like something that Jess and I could play. And I was like, oh, I'll try it out at some point, you know? But it was $20, and it's on sale for like 12 now or something. It's like 40% off, and I just used my gold coins, and I paid $0.40 cents for it. So, $0.40? So was, cents? Yeah, so it was pretty much for free, you know? So I was like, what hey. What game is it? It's, uh, it's well, I guess... It has different parts to it. Like there's a 2D, there's like a 2D platforming part where you gather ingredients for whatever you're making. And then there's a puzzle part once you gathered all your ingredients. And there's also a part where you get judged depending on what you make. So there's like a cooking show part to it as well. It's like a weird, it's just a weird mishmash of three things. But these people who are playing it at the event like loved it, and I was like, "Well, maybe I should, maybe I should give that game a, a look," you know, which I never really did before. But I've heard people talk it up pretty well, and I thought it'd be a fun because there's like a co-op campaign on there, so I thought it'd be fun to play with that. And there's also like competitive as well, and you know, it, it was looked like a game to be fun to fun to fuck around with. So, like I said, it was on sale and it was cheap, and I was like, "Yeah, why not? I'll use those points that I have." You know, so I went with that, but I haven't got a chance to actually play it yet, but hoping to be mm. able to check that out at some point. But on the topic of uh, beautiful art flowing stuff, I did buy something pretty rad this week that's like a show and tell thing, which I want to show to you guys right now. Sure. Let's see. This is, uh, this is actually, I've been, I've been wanting to buy this thing for two years, almost two years now, and I finally bought it. I bought the Dragon Quest 30th anniversary art book of a, nice. a, a, the Akira Toriyama Dragon Quest. Did you get that book. at a store in town, or did you buy that online? I bought this at Mitsua at the Japanese grocery store. So this is the Japanese version of it. There is there is actually a, an English version that's supposed to come out at the end of this year, but I went for the Japanese one because actually I didn't even know about the English one until I already bought it. But it's really cool. It's just like it goes through like all the games. It has uh, designs for like Dragon Quest One through all the way through Eleven, and uh, there's spinoff stuff as well. But it's got like all the original, yeah, like all the here's like some of the original designs Toriyama did for Dragon Quest One or Dragon Warrior One, as as you know it. But I mean, that's pretty cool. If you ever wanted to make your own like, it's a very cool book, crafty stuff with it. You've got all the stencils there. Yeah, it's super. It's super pretty. And beautiful, and uh, I like it a lot. I mean, it's mo- it's just like all pictures, but I mean, some of these I just lo- I love the monster designs of this, and I thought it was funny that it was I, I spent like this is this was the same price as Dragon Quest Eleven, and I bought this instead of that game. But I don't really, I think I'm I don't know. I might just wait till that comes out on Switch. I'm about game. there with you. It's man. like it's like I've waited this long, and plus I have other Dragon Quests that I still haven't finished. Mm. You know, so it's like. But I, I was like, oh, you know, I keep saying that, like, oh, I, I don't want to spend 60 bucks on, 
you know, or I kept telling myself like, oh, Dragon Quest Eleven is too expensive, it's too expensive, and then I spend and then I spend sixty dollars on a book about Dragon know. Quest Eleven. <laughs> Well, but there's, well, there's no, no the words. But there's no words. That's what's great about it. It's oh, all, no words. Okay. I, mean, I think well, you. I mean, there is the, uh, a noble decision. I think that's buying art. That's like buying a painting. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'd love it over a video I, game. I mean, absolutely. That's lo- definitely a more yeah. noble pursuit in that regard. I mean, abs- absolutely love it because I love the art of, of Akira Toriyama, and it's very, very cool. And it's there. There's there's not very much writing in it. There there is a foreword at the beginning from Akira Toriyama that I can't read. And there is like a note at the end from Huji Hori as well that I can't read. But aside from that, it's all pictures, <laughs> so it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. But you know, if I ever learn Japanese, I can read that. You could use that Google Translate app, the thing that translates the image automatically. Oh, I haven't tried that. This is what I was trying to find. This my favorite. This is my my favorite guy right there. The goal. Yeah, you got a didn't just do a cross stitch of him for she you. She did. But there's like, uh, yeah, it's very cool. And there's like the, yeah, it's it looks it looks very very nice. I went to went to Mitsua. I bought this I bought this book and I bought some Japanese whiskey, and it was a great day. <laughs> and you got drunk and looked at some Dragon Quest art. I, I bought I bought a bought Japanese whiskey, some ramen, and Dragon Quest art book. Well, last time I last time I tried to buy it, I tried I went there for their summer fest. And went to buy this, and for the first time ever, they were sold out of it, so I couldn't get it. And then I was like, you know, the one time I had money that I was willing to to pay for it, it wasn't there. So I went back and checked, and they had two of them. And I'm like, all right, fine, fuck it. I'm Do you just feel like buy you would have to pay more if you'd try to import it? Uh, it would have been it would have been the same. I looked it up. I mean, but it's, you wouldn't have had the physical experience of going and getting it. Which yeah, I mean, it's like forty. It's forty nine ninety nine. Uh, it was like ten dollar tax, which was maybe their import thing or whatever, but. You find it about the same price on Amazon if you're looking for it there. But, you know, I've just, it's cool to just buy it, you know, and it's been sealed in there. Like it's wrapped in plastic. So I was never able to actually look at it in the store. So I always wanted to know what was in there. And for, you know, from from the way the cover is, because it shows like all the heroes here, I was afraid that it would be more of the people, like all of the main character design instead of the monsters. But there's a lot of monsters in there. Because that's my favorite art of the games is the monster design. But as you can see, there's stuff from like uh, there's like Rocket Slime and Dragon Quest Builders and Dragon Quest Monsters. Like there's all the different. They do all the spinoff stuff too. So, so it's very cool. Uh, it's a very cool like a uh, coffee table book. Probably the best coffee table book I think I have. Is what uh, or that I've seen. You know, super cool. If you like, if you're into, you know, RPG artwork and Toriyama is. This creature creature designs are incredible, so it's totally worth looking at. And I also got a couple Nintendo things, which I want to show. And uh, you guys might get a kick out of it. I also bought some Genesis games, some Sega Genesis games. This is my nickname from earlier, Zero Tolerance for Sega Genesis. Zero Tolerance. This game is awesome. GUI cop you. This game is fucking awesome. I had never heard of this before. Have you heard of this, John? Zero Tolerance? No. It's basically a Doom knockoff that was a Genesis like exclusive really? and it's fucking fun the as first hell. First person shooter? Yeah, it's a it's a first person shooter. It looks a lot like Doom or like uh, Wolfenstein and uh, basically you're in it's a futuristic game. I I bought it cuz I found it on a list of like best horror games for Sega and I've been mm-hmm. doing my Halo stream. So I've been Can I see the back? So I've been wanting to buy uh different different Halloween themed games. 
And I was, you know, I have my Genesis and I don't, and I haven't been playing it lately. And I was like, well, I should get some Genesis games. So I like found a, you know, found a, a list online. Some guy did like best Genesis horror games. And then I saw this on there and I was like, oh shit, that game looks awesome. So I bought it for 15 bucks off eBay and I love it. I think it's great. Like it's a, cool. it's kind of funny to play a, a Doom type game with only three buttons on your controller, <laughs> you know, cause the Genesis is so like, it's so minimal, but the yeah. way this game works is you basically you're you're like in a you're like in a building in the future. Um, you're going from like level to level, and uh, the idea is you're killing off every enemy on each level. And 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 once you kill everybody, you get a pat. You go to the next level and you get a password for that for beating that level. And so there's a password system. But if you go from one level to another and you don't actually kill all the guys, you won't get a passport password, and it also won't count down like how many guys you have left and all that. So it took me a minute to figure that out where you have to like actually finish off each level before you get before you get like before you able to like, you know, come back to wherever you are after you die. And I think you have like six characters and like each character dies and then you use another character. And once all your characters are gone, you get a game over and you have to start again. But it's uh, like it has a cool soundtrack. It's uh, it actually I think it only has a couple songs in it, but they're all right. Yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty impressive for uh how well it does like the 3D, you know, like the pseudo 3D Doom style graphics. And it's kind of cool because, you know, obviously there's only 3 buttons on the Genesis. So so you have like your button to switch weapons, you have your button to shoot, and you have your button to like to like, you know, duck or like jump or strafe. You hit them in all different <laughs> ways and they do different things. I think you hit it twice to jump, you hold it to strafe. And I don't know how you crouch i ended up doing it a couple times by accident but you can do the crouch with that also but it's funny because you you can't actually like do the where you run around guys like you would in a normal doom game you know because there's no like straight right, left or right lnr buttons no you don't and, and and it's now you hold the straight button and you can just go back and forth but the way the game works it's kind of more like it's all about like just turning and catching the characters when they and just shooting them once you see them so there's not really there's been no like boss type characters where I would have to do that for. I'd call it like twitch shooting, I guess. This is what I would say. Like it's very reactionary, you know. Like you you see a guy and you want to turn and shoot him as quick as you can. But it's fun. Like I played it. I played it for a couple hours. I, I streamed it, and uh, I want to go back to it. I want to play more of it, you know, because it's it's fun and it's just something I had not even heard of whatsoever. It's always cool to find like Genesis uh, exclusives that you don't know about, you know. I know this is a Nintendo show, but I think that Sega is pretty much a Nintendo property now. now I think you're they, right. Now they do. That's how I feel. But And also, another one that I felt like I had to get, just because it has a great soundtrack, and just because, why not? I got Dracula. I got Bram Stoker's Dracula for Sega Genesis. Nice. Yeah. All right. Which has a badass soundtrack. And uh, this one actually has a book, too. Game with the book. But I haven't played this one yet. Is it Bram Stoker's Dracula? It is. Oh no, the, no, the book. Yeah, no. The book. I read that book. It's uh, it's not great, but you know, whatever. It's not. Uh, it's. Uh, I think Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Who wrote better. that? Mary Shelley. No, she wrote Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Shelley's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mary yeah. Shelley's Bram Stoker's. <laughs> but uh, Bram yeah, those Dracula. are those are my goodies for the week. I think. Yeah, got some uh, physical Genesis stuff. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, it's yeah. always good to add physical, and it looks like you got the case. Is the manual in there? Uh, I uh, zero tolerance doesn't have a manual, but uh, Dracula, oh, Dracula, ooh, I does. can't tolerate that. 
Yeah, <laughs> I thought that I, I thought that it did, but then when I got it, it wasn't in there. But no, zero tolerance is awesome though. That was that was a total. That was a steal or a find that I didn't know about. And, and it's, it's a steal book. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. It was it's a very it was a very cool thing to find because when I got my Genesis, I was like, oh, because Genesis doesn't have a whole lot of exclusives that are affordable. Like most of the stuff, like Fantasy Star and Streets of Rage and stuff like that, is kind of expensive to buy in cartridge form. And plus, they've all been re-released. Where Zero Tolerance, you really don't hear anything about that. <laughs> I guess nobody I've cares. I've never heard of that game. Yeah. Not in the video game world, at least. Yeah. It's great, though. It's, it's, a, it's a total, like, it's what they would, it's a, it's the absolute hidden gem of Sega Genesis, you know? Oh, that stupid term that you hear online a lot. But yeah, that's that's my pickups for the week, I believe. I think that's it. I just, I just remembered I did play one game. Well, you did play the messenger because you What's talked it? about it. I said I know you played the messenger because you mentioned it. But what else? Did I you played play? that, but I played another game, uh, Arizona Sunshine. It was a VR game hmm. that I got to try today. It's a zombie shooter. What's really cool about it is not only is it just like a first-person shooter kind of thing, but you actually have to. It's like a survival game. So it's mostly shooting. It's like you know twenty percent survival kind of game. But you have to actually like forge for for equipment. You have to figure out your way out of uh, you're like in a, in a in a haunted house or or not a haunted house but a zombie infested house and you have to figure your way out. So like one puzzle that I had to figure out I was I was looking around and I had to find a grenade and there's a certain wall you have to blow open to further your way out. But it's like you're actually working together as a team and you're puzzle solving all while shooting zombies. So you do feel a little bit of that like Walking Dead kind of kind of feel to it mm. yeah it was pretty fun pretty unique experience to play in vr what was it called again arizona sunshine arizona sunshine that's such a weird name for a zombie game it's like it, it is, sounds yeah, so it happy place in the desert unless, the, like the colors dead. are very bright so they're going for something kind of different with it as far as uh, i remember that being sort of a resident, i remember that being a resident evil 5 like thing like that's kind of reminded me of that where like everybody Africa. was like oh my god like you're fighting the zombies in broad daylight like it's yeah so, like, it does feel a little bit like that well, yeah, you did you've that actually got like, like camera, like the camera is like overexposed for a second sometimes mm-hmm. as you're like going up right. to fight somebody and you can't even see for a second. Well, Resident Evil yeah. Four was in the daytime too, though. I think. I mean, I felt like it that was, was always pretty bright. like overcast. Yeah, when you were outside. Yeah, five was the one that was like it was set in Africa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah. was a lot of daytime stuff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't put it together until you just said that. Well, five. But it looks yeah. like. Like that, but a little bit more Fortnite-y with the graphic style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not quite a cartoon style, but but it, it is bright and colorful. Yeah, I did try uh, something Nintendo as well. Like, uh, have you guys either of you seen these like weird like half size arcade cabinets you can buy at Walmart now? No. Yeah, I've seen those. You've seen those? You can actually just... I didn't realize you could just buy those at Walmart. I saw them on YouTube and stuff, but, like, I went to Walmart to get some groceries today, and, like, you know, yeah. I, of course, I always walk through the electronics, and they had a... Centip- or, no, it was a Galaxian... Yeah, whatever. It was those. It was Galaxian and whatever the sequel is. Um, those two games were, yeah. like, on an arcade cabinet that's, like, half-sized. And is it totally, it like, like, looks and feels like, like an arcade game. So, like, and like, 300 bucks at... Walmart. Like, how big is it? Like, about like torso. Like, I'd say it's about four feet tall. Okay. Oh, so it's, it's still pretty. pretty four it's feet it's tall. still pretty big. 
I, when you say like mini the arcade, screen, I thought maybe the it'd be like probably this about big, a twenty inch screen. Like three inches, it is oriented vertically, so it's a nice big mm-hmm. screen, and it's a digital screen. Of course, it's not mm-hmm. the sure. original type, but um, yeah, each cabinet has like two to three games on it. There's a Street Fighter version as well, yeah. and then there is like one that had like Centipede and a few other games on it. But like the Street Fighter one has like Street Fighter two and then Tournament Edition and like whatever the it's got those three in a row, those three arcade games. Mm-hmm. Is this something you're supposed to like put on a tabletop or four feet? I, I'd be I don't over. think you can put it on a tabletop. It has no. to be like maybe you put it on a small riser. Yeah. Then it would be like more at your height. Because that's the way yeah. it was set up at Walmart. It was all like on the bottom shelf, which is like probably like 12 inches off the floor. So it made it a little more comfortable to play, but it did feel like there's a nice clickiness to the joystick and mm. The buttons felt arcadey, you know. Like, obviously, you take it home and you build it yourself based on the models I could buy. They were big flat boxes. You build it but, yourself. Uh, you put it together. You have to put it together. Oh yeah. wow! I didn't. That's well. So yeah, I guess you can't like buy it and wheel it out. You know, switch you can buy. You know, and all these like An arcade cabinet. Yeah, I was gonna say they still had plenty of NES and SNES classics in stock, mm-hmm. and then and on that same aisle they had like several of these arcade cabinets. And there's actually it looked like people had bought most of them there was only a couple available unless they only so. have a few at a time but 300 bucks for like two like for centipede really yeah well yeah I mean, well, you're buying a tv too at the same time some people really like centipede i guess <laughs> you could also hack it and whatever games you oh, want. I mean, if you have those kind of skills sure absolutely i'm sure it's easy to figure that out but well it's probably kind of like this the world we live in right now is like blowing my mind once I saw that at Walmart, like I like I said, I saw those cabinets on YouTube this past couple of weeks, but I thought I didn't realize they were that commercial. I thought they were just yeah. Like I've never actually seen them. I've I've seen all the articles and stuff about them, but I've never actually seen them out before. But they were yeah. just at Walmart. Yeah, they had one of them set up that I could play. Well, nice. So I played it for you know not very long because I'm in Walmart and I feel weird about it, but I played it. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that they won't mind if you play it for a minute. Well, I also have frozen pizza in my basket. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take a frozen pizza and, oh, sure, a Gallagher. Why not? That sounds like a good night. Yeah. You could uh, eat some frozen pizza and play some arcade. Well, I just didn't want it to thaw while I was playing, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Sure. Unless you want to eat it there and thawed with your pizza. I have seen the replicades, which those are even small. Those are like miniatures. Units, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're like a a foot tall. I mean... Mm -hmm. The way that they have the the advertisements are like Ken and Barbie are, are playing them, so they're like to scale with a with a Ken doll. So yeah, they're they're pretty cool. Also, little tiny joysticks and everything, all little like scratches and things you see on on there that that are meant to make it look all the more real. Yeah, so I remember those are, like they put fake scratches on there. So Trey, there was like a Japanese arcade cabinet that I don't think it's still there, but it was at the Logan Arcade. It was a Street Fighter cabinet. Do you remember? And it was like kind of gray, and it was like shorter than all the other cabinets. That's what this reminded me of. Like, oh, to a T almost. It's oh, like the, the way mean, the buttons felt and the size of it and stuff. Oh, you mean like the ones that you like sit down and play, like the Street Fighter yeah. Three one that they mm-hmm. have? Okay, yeah, I'd say that's probably maybe more like three feet tall, well, you, right? If or, you sat on a little stool, you would be comfortable playing it. Okay, yeah, because yeah, there's those sit down ones that they have. They got the they got the third strike for that. Yep, that's it's the one. interesting. I'd yeah. say it's a right about that size. Okay, 
Weird. Three hundred bucks at Walmart, you can get an arcade machine. Wow! Now that's, that's crazy. It's fucking blowing my mind still. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's nutty. Nutty world that we live in. How's uh, how's the messenger treating you, John? I say you made it to the future now, right? You made it, I made to, it to the future. Yes. Made it to yes. the land of uh, of Raiden. I, when I first when I first saw the trailer for that, I was like, oh, so you play Sub Zero for a while, and then you turn into Raiden later. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you, you're a ninja, and then, like and then you become the, yeah. the hat man after that, you know. Yeah, that was one of my favorite jokes when he got his hat, and then you go up to the, the shopkeeper. Oh, yeah. And he's like, hey, I like your hat. Cool hat, man. And then the next time you see him, he's also got that hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the messenger's <laughs> like, hey, didn't you, you just like... You're just like stealing my style. And he's like, "What are you talking about, man? I've had this hat for a long time." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. I, I, does it feel different to you now that you're in the future? It really doesn't control any differently. But I remember that I thought that it did for a second when I was playing. It feels it. the same. But it's. I mean, once you get to the point where you can, uh, where you find like time gates, where you can go from like the past to the future and back and forth all in one screen, you'll notice that there's no difference between the two of them. But I thought that it was a little different when I first got there. But I, so you're feel the same. so you're probably like in the ice world now, right? About uh, no, I'm battling Satan. Oh, okay, well, maybe it's after that that you get to the ice world. Have you have you found the dragon yet? Yes. Yeah, I thought that part was really cool. Yeah. Did you beat? Did you Although fight? Did you that, fight the dragon or no? Bit at the end. There's a bit at the end where the dragon kind of stops for a second, and uh, like I saw the platform next to him. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could. Then the dragon goes away. Like I guess you're. It looks like it's inviting you to jump off of the dragon onto this platform. Oh, okay. But you only have like a split second to do it, and then the dragon goes away, and he doesn't come back. Like I tried cycling back to make him, mm. you know, to make the janitor bring him back. Oh that yeah. Didn't happen. So. But it was just a. It was just when you're getting chased by the dragon, right? You haven't like full on fought the dragon yet. I fought the dragon. Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, beat the dragon. All right. Okay. So, yeah, I know I know where you're at then. Well, dang it, John. You just reminded me of a line I said at the beginning of the show, which was, why aren't the janitors cleaning up all these bugs? And that's Messenger. That's, uh, for some reason, go. some of the enemies you fight, like their bodies just lay there. They don't go away until you leave the screen. Like some of the bodies like disappear, but some of the bodies just remain on the ground. And it seems kind of random. Are you talking about Hollow Knight? Oh, I meant Hollow Knight, yeah. yeah. What did I say? Messenger. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I meant, the, I meant Hollow Knight. I, I figured, God. yeah. I was like, you've been watching videos of the Messenger? No, I meant Hollow Knight, yeah, because everything's kind of insect-based. Yeah. Including titular characters, so. Sure. There are certain enemies you fight, including some bosses, where they're just their exoskeleton just lays on the ground. And it just it's part of the scenery after you kill them. Yeah, the bigger the bigger bosses. They What's don't, going on, man? Well, thankfully they don't come back to life because some of them are pretty hard to beat. Those bigger mm-hmm. ones. That's cool. So you're still enjoying it then? The the old messenger. Oh yeah, I still like it. Yep. Yeah, I like. I'm gonna play it all the way through. I like these messenger reports we have every week. It's nice to hear your progress. I guess it'd be kind of spoiler territory for Jeremy though because he hasn't played the messenger yet. Even though I think the messenger. We don't listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah. My ears are covered. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's. I think the it's more of an experience of playing it than actually knowing where it goes. Even though there is some interesting stuff later that maybe you don't want to hear. But, but uh, let's take a break and then we can talk. Wait, more. hold on. There was a message the whole time. Yeah. You didn't fucking tell me that was a thing. <laughs> I did tell you that. 
let, let's uh, let's take a break and we'll talk more about news and uh, and those new NES games that are on there that we haven't talked about. We'll put that in the news Sounds section. Good. All right, cool. We'll be right back. talk about there's like a couple news things we'll talk about that first and then we'll talk about the new nes games after that how about that one thing i forgot to mention the first part about what we've been playing uh jess and i've been trying to play mario party partner party and let me tell you like we've lost twice because the computer is incredibly annoyingly um it like super they like they like cheat they're like roll the exact amount of die that they need to to get all the stars and we lost twice in partner party against the computer and it's really annoying and we were playing it on hard mode, but they're not very good at the they're not very good at playing the mini games. They're just really good at rolling dice at the right time. Which I see that they haven't changed that because older Mario parties were like that too. So that sucks. Playing against a computer is hard to beat when you have a human player with you. It just sucks that we kinda hit a haven't been able to beat any of those partner party boards yet and we played two. It's annoying. What's what's your overall impression of Mario Party now that you had a little time with it? Um, I mean, I like it. I don't think it's, I think it's a step in the right direction, but I don't think it's, I think they, I feel like they should have went a little bit farther. Like, I feel like the boards are too small. I feel like there's a lot of stuff in there, but it's a little too spread out. I kind of wish they would have maybe tried to have less variety and more, uh, more meat to what they mm-hmm. maybe like do like half of that and add more to it. But who knows? There might be DLC too in the future is what I'm hoping for. But it does kind Can you of play online with random people, or, or or is that not an option? You can't you can't play the board mode online, which is the biggest disappointment of all time. That you can't play the normal Mario Party online. You can play a weird, like a shortened version. You can play Mario-thon, where you just basically play a random five mini games online. But that's it. There's no board mode online, which mm. is which really doesn't make any sense. You know, with there being like the competitive, you know, where you can do like the battle, the beat 'em up bundle, where you can play that online. Like, why can't you right. play Mario Party online? I don't understand. That might have actually sold me. That that was the one reason why I never really got into Mario Party. It's just because, you know, the social aspect. Did you ever of it. have three extra people on hand to play a game with? Mm-hmm. Well, I I mean, so, if you knew enough people that liked it, because Mario Party was like a that was like a sport for us for a minute when I lived with Tim. Like we we did yeah. that often like every like every like multiple days a week we had like full-on four-player mario parties and when we had the belt and all that going on it was tim made that the thing like he was uh he was very good at getting people excited about mario party so that became that became the thing to do at our apartment so we played a lot of four you just gotta stuff. get you three friends and one who's especially obsessed yeah right <laughs> pretty much <laughs> that's, that's what you gotta do 
he was then really you can finally buy the game then you'll be like all right it's cool yeah he was I'll really good at uh, tim was really good at getting people excited about mario party and then he and then he moved to la and then i couldn't get anybody excited about it anymore after he was gone and then he designed like, mario party he was 20. the he was the uh he was the mario party king and i even made a second belt after he left but i couldn't i couldn't keep the couldn't keep the mario party together it was all it was tim he was the he was the glue of of the mario party party he was the, mario he was the party. leather that made the belt shiny well i mean we made the belt out of cardboard so it wasn't there was no leather in there but yeah it's a uh, it was like what jess was saying it's like uh it's it's better than the last two Mario parties, but it's not as good as like the GameCube or sixty four Mario parties. That's probably where I would where I would put it. There, there's a lot of cool mini games in it, but it's I think there's still stuff left to be desired in there. Like I feel like the I wish the boards weren't as small as they are. They should be like double the size than they that they are. I think. But, you would think that I mean, the I, I was I was actually kind of excited about this one because I just saw the potential yeah. for online and then plus. You know, with the Switch, having it in your backpack, hey, you want to have a Mario Party game? Yeah. Putting it out on the table, and there you go. Do you feel like it uses the uh, portability at all to its advantage? No. <laughs> it it no. doesn't. Well, it doesn't use the portability at all because you can't even play it in handheld mode. Like, it's the first Nintendo game that you can only play. I mean, you can play it tabletop, mm-hmm. but you can't play it with the Joy-Cons attached because everything involves motion. Like all the games, either you have to hold it sideways and play it like a like a regular controller, or you do a motion with it, you know. So so you can't play it. I mean, you just can't play it like with it on the side of your game. So that kind of takes all the portability out of it, which yeah, is weird. I, so. I mean, the the DS ones are more portable than this one because, and there's no, I mean, there's no single cart download play, even though that was in 3DS in the top 100. You know, the top 100 is more portable Mario Party than this one. You know, so I don't know. I, I'm not saying that it's bad. I, I like it. I like playing it. I just wish, I just wish it was a little more complex. Like I wish the boards were bigger, and and they could have. I haven't played River Raid, but they could they could like cut River Raid, you know, cut that out. I mean the the motion one, like the rhythm game, is fun enough, but that could get cut too. If if it would have like expanded the partner party and the regular Mario Party, I say cut both those, you know, and add and add like four more boards to the to the other ones, and then you have a little bit more. But then, but they, but they never rule out DLC. So, who knows? I mean, they keep adding shit to tennis. They might start adding stuff to Mario Party. But I, I feel like there's no excuse whatsoever for them to not have online for the party mo- for like the regular party mode. I just don't understand why they keep avoiding that. I mean, what's the what you guys afraid of here? We're paying you. We're paying you extra for the online here, man. Mm-hmm. We should be able to play some fucking online regular Mario, Mario Party. I think Mario Party would be like maybe not a system seller, but. I think that you would sell a lot a, more if you could play online it online play with, with would voice be a chat. Game seller for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people. I mean, I would I, own I, a I copy would've... of it right now. I would have paid sixty bucks for a copy of Mario Party if I knew I could play with you whenever I wanted. Yeah, we could have done. Yeah, and I probably would have been buying that game too. You know, yeah. and I've never bought a Mario Party. Yeah, we could we could be streaming it. We could be playing online, and it would be a lot of fun. But it's really weird that they skipped over that. And I hope that. I mean, I haven't got sent an. A, a, I haven't. They haven't sent me a survey yet, but I hope they do send out surveys so they can have everybody let them know how they be like. Hey, man, why is there no? And I'll be all like, "Yo, you would have got sixty bucks for me, but instead I'm waiting to play it when I visit my friend." Yeah, because it's not online. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a really weird choice for for it to not have an online mode. It doesn't make any sense. And I think like, and Jess was saying like, 
you know, we could play it with her brother and his wife. Like we would totally play it. Like he would buy that, you know, and then we could play it online. It made like, me we do, and like your, and her brother and you and Jess. We could all play together. We could, yeah. If it was online, yeah. So work on that, or Nintendo. Like you guys without me, but yeah. Still, yeah. Get working on that, Nintendo. But that was my Mario Party update. But you'll get to play it in a couple of weeks, so that'll be cool. Yes. Less than two weeks from today. Yeah. So uh, aside from Mario Party, though, uh, Starlink came out this week. Any thoughts on that? I was uh, I was kind of tempted to get it, but I'm still not fully convinced on a Star Foxiness. I think it's not. I, I like that. It actually, you know what? It, it kind of reminds me a lot of those GameCube Nintendo games that were third party. Do you remember that? It reminds me of like NBA Street 3, like where you could mm-hmm. play through the game as Mario, you know, if you wanted to. It's kind of it's kind of like that, or or like or like Soul Calibur, yeah, or or like a or what was it a Fight Night Round Two or whatever the one where you could play through as a little Mac, little Mac, yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. Looks a little bit more involved than than those as far as the the Nintendo character involvement because they've got the well, there's the toy and then they have all the cutscenes that they've Mm -hmm. been showing. Well, I watched. uh, I I don't feel like it's like a, a character that's just plugged in. Have you but watched? It seems any, like they're actually working. Have you some watched kind of any logic of it? Into it? Have you watched any of the game though? Like I watched like I the first seen gameplay footage. I watched the first hour of the gameplay because I was really interested in it, and it does. It feel it's weird because you have the cutscenes that are the actual cutscenes from the game, and then you have the Star Fox cutscenes, but they don't really go together because there's two separate things. Because this game is on all three systems, it's not just the Nintendo one. So it'll be like. Here's these like four people that look like I don't know, look like Overwatch characters or something. They got all their shit going on, and we're gonna have like 20 minutes of their cutscene for the opening, and then cut to the side, and Star Fox will be like, "Oh hey, look, there's people getting getting attacked over there. Let's go help them." But they don't really like talk to each other. <laughs> but but then all of a sudden you're Star Fox and you're fighting and you're doing all the stuff that they'd be doing, and then it cuts to the next scene of shit happening to them without Star Fox there. And that finishes the scene with them there. And then it shows Star Fox and the same thing happening to him and his guys, but not them there. It seemed it seemed really weird. Like it seemed kinda disjointed to me in that way. That it's that it's like it's obviously added. I mean, I understand you can't have him in all the scenes because you have to use it for all three all three of the platforms and he's not in those other two. It still seems kinda weird. It kinda does remind me of the GameCube era in that in that way, where it's like Here's the regular game, and here's a side, and here's a side cutscene with the with the extra characters. But I mean, I'm still interested in it. I don't. It doesn't feel very Star Fox at all to me, from what I've seen. I mean, there's some like dog fights, but I mean, you spend time like walking, like driving around on the ground of the planet and catching like and catching aliens and getting. You know, it looks very much like it's very. It's very much more like um. No Man's Sky than Star Fox from what I saw. I mean, just because there's ships in there and there are wings doesn't make it a Star Fox game. But I'm still kind of intrigued by it. I don't know. I, I thought I thought about it for a second, but I was like, yeah, I should save my money. I was really close to buying it this week just to play it for the show, but I'm still kind of on the fence about it. And I asked some people in the MVC about it and haven't really... I mean, some people say that they like it, but... And, and I'm wondering... I'm also wondering if it's going to... Being a toys to life thing, it also might end in the end up in the bargain bin, in like in the next month. 
So I might just There's wait and else get it for twenty. You know, play at some point where you have to yeah. buy the toys or whatever. Yeah, I, I kind of have a I have a feeling that it might go down in price pretty quickly. So I'm like, eh, maybe maybe I should hold off. That's my, that's my thought on that. Which is kind of a way of saying that it's not that great. That's why I'm worried about it too. But I mean, John, you said you played it on the show floor at E3. Like it impressed you, right? Yeah, it impressed me. Um, like when I was flying out in space and landed on the planet and that seamless transition from outer space to the to the to the ground. I thought that was pretty pretty amazing. And that the actual action that I was doing what I was doing, I was fighting this like giant technical monster and you had to hit his his uh, weak points and all that stuff. Yeah, that did actually feel to me like one of the Land Rover missions in Star oh. Fox. Yeah, see that's what that's what I didn't like about it. Like I I wanted it to be all space I wanted. To, I don't like that it feels like you're in a tank, you know, <laughs> while you're on the while you're on the planet. That's what's the see. I didn't want. I didn't want Land Rover missions for my Star Fox mm-hmm. game. I just wanted R Wing missions. So that's where what, what I thought was kind of weird about it. Where it's like it's like, but the Land Rover wasn't really the fun part of Star Fox sixty four for me. I like right. I like the space stuff better. That was their best attempt to to like replicate what it would really be like if you were like going on an alien planet i mean honestly you'd be on that's the, how it really was you'd be on the be different terrain to navigate <laughs> and sometimes you would just want some treads instead of being flying yeah <laughs> and sometimes you'd want to be able to go in caves or underwater or whatever yeah i think the underwater sort of level idea, is the worst yeah no i mean I'm, I'm still intrigued by it but i think maybe maybe wait on it because i mean toys to life they haven't really done i mean there's not much left. It's only Amiibo now. <laughs> so uh, Amiibo and Starlink now. So it's like my yeah. unopened box of Legos. Yeah, but Lego Dimension. I think that I don't even think that's. I don't think they're doing new stuff for that anymore. Like I, th- I feel like that's, that's gone the same no, way as Infinity. So it's kind of like. But I mean, it's still. I don't know. It looks interesting. I hear it's on the short side. I hear it's more like ten, fifteen hours. Also for sixty, and it's weird because like the digital version is sixty. But then the physical version is seventy five because that comes with the ship as well. I guess it's only fifteen bucks more for the ship. I think so. Yeah, yeah I would get that for sure. Is that cheaper? The well, I don't know what I don't know what all you I get. Mean, if you really wanted to buy the game new, you might as well get the ship. Get the seventy five right. one. Yeah. yeah, the ship is cool looking too. It's it's not some cheap looking. Quote it's pretty play. gigantor. Yeah. So it is like. Does it replace the middle section of the Joy-Con? Like. The thing that comes with I the thought it clipped to switch it. or clips I didn't get to a that. good look at it because I actually didn't play. There were two lines, and the, the shorter one was to play with without the ship. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. so I played without the ship, and I didn't get a close-up look at how it attaches to the controller. They did have a separate case showing just the ship and a little Star Fox. So but you know, it, a, it attaches. Yeah. It's not its own like. Yeah, it attaches. Yeah, it. I think it clips it does, to it. The, the the Joy-Con don't attach directly to that unit. It's attaching to something else. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't they, remember exactly. I think it clips on from what I've seen. It clips on there, but I don't know. I don't know what is what all is in the starter kit. I guess it would be the ship and a guy, like a Star Fox and the R wing. But it is it is cool to see Star Fox in a thing again. You know, I'm I am excited about that. And it kind of yeah, it kind of somebody re- else doing something with it. Yeah, it kind of reminded Besides me. Nintendo. Yeah, it kind of remi- also reminded me of like Mario Kart Eight and how I would like play as like a me in the uh, in the Captain Falcon suit and use the F Zero car and 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 ride on the F Zero courses 
be like, hey, I'm kind of playing a new F Zero. It's kind of that's kind of how this one is. But it's <laughs> yeah. it's cool that you can play through the whole game of Star Fox. I mean, I do like that. So if you have no interest in any of those weird looking characters that are on there, you can just play as Star Fox and not really give a shit. But you do still have to watch all their stories though. At the same time, it's just. I don't know, watch some of the gameplay and <laughs> tell me what you think of it. I think it looks kind of weird how it's like, how it gives you the whole story and then it cuts to Star Fox off to the side being like, oh yeah, and this happened to me too. Yeah, he doesn't talk like that, unfortunately. But yeah, it's still kind of, it's still kind of a maybe thing for me. But something, but what would be my lock of the week is uh, Valkyria Chronicles 1, the remastered edition came out this week. And that's the one that I recommend if you didn't get four you can get one for twenty dollars and it's uh totally worth it did you get a discount for buying four first yeah you do you get a 25 percent discount for buying four nice so it's so fit- you definitely bought one uh i haven't bought it yet no but it's uh does that discount extend indefinitely i don't know how long it goes for i mean it's it's kind of like i love valkyrie chronicles one but i already have it on ps3 so it's kind of like oh so you've played through it already I haven't played through all of it, but no, I've, I've been I've been actually been playing one and four at the same time. I've been I've been kind of going back and forth between the two of them, but it'd, it'd be nice to have it portable as well. I, I don't know what the differences are in the in the definitive edition, but because I have just the original one for PS3, but it's definitely good. Like if uh, I say, if anybody's remotely interested in it, play the free demo for four, play the three hour demo, and if you like it but you don't want to pay sixty bucks for a Valkyrie, you get the first one. You know, because it's twenty and it's cheaper, and you can play through that. Even though there's there is some extra stuff in four that you can't do in one, it's still they're both good, and it's cool that it's available now on there. So that I mean, it's yeah, it's twenty five percent off, so it's fifteen for me. But I don't know, I don't know how long the sale goes for, or if it's just fifteen percent indefinitely. I'll, I'll get it at some point. I'm just I opted for the. I ended up going for the uh, Battleship Brigade because that's only on sale till like Thursday. So. It was only on sale for a couple days, and I'm like, okay. I noticed that now if you go into the eShop, you can actually, if you look, it shows how long the sale was, like in the description of the game. I, I, I was always looking for that, and I finally found it. So, Oh, like how long it has been on sale before? No, uh, how long it's on sale for, like when it's going to uh, go back to the regular price. A, a termination date. Yeah, it gives you a termination date, which is good, because now – because it'll – because then you'll know. Because sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, I'll wait," and then I come back and it's not on sale anymore. But yeah, those are those are the two big releases of the week for me. Well, for everyone, it's a yeah, pretty good. So there's there's like a couple news things. Not not a whole lot. Not a whole lot of stuff. But did you guys see Dark Souls? Any? Well, yeah. Well, Dark Souls comes out on Friday. I guess that's the one for the week. Except I don't like that game, so it's not it's not on my radar. I don't think I'm buying it. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy and I we played the. Uh, we we played the the uh, trial version of it just to know enough that it's incredibly hard and and mean and not that fun to play if you suck at it. So I think a lot of people you know like master this game and love it so much that they're like, yes, another system I can just fucking dominate with this game. You know I get that. Like if they just kept putting Chrono Sugar on every system, like I would keep downloading it. But yeah, I don't know about fucking Dark Souls. Like make it free to play. Damn it. Let me play a first couple levels and then be like, well, if you liked it, you can get get the rest for 60 bucks. Well, I would do that. I mean, they did let you play it for free. We we played it for free on the Japanese uh, yeah, but not network test. You want to play it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I just can't. I mean, 
you know, feel free to at me or whatever and tell me that I suck at life and games, but I just, I just couldn't get it, couldn't get it to work for me. I just, uh, no matter how many, uh, times I try to play it, it still doesn't feel, I don't know, it doesn't feel right. And I just, uh, I don't like getting tortured, I guess. Not even, not even, uh, portably. Right. I'm not into that S&M video game style, yeah. you know? Like I like to, I like hard games, but I don't want to just get like totally. Even though I could try to, I could try to play Dark Souls with my Taiko drum, and you could. Uh, and you At know be, you be the be the first one who does Dark Souls with some other controller, or or maybe I just want to wait till the Pokemon controller and just play play with that. Right? Someone's already working on that algorithm. Mm. But I think the biggest news of the week is uh, Mario's zombie outfit for Super Mario Odyssey. That's that's the big one. <laughs> Man, yeah. they just keep releasing zombie con- or uh, Odyssey content. Damn. Yeah, I think uh, there, this I, is the game I, that never dies. I saw I saw it somewhere. Somebody posted Except it. Except for Mario died. So yeah. yeah. It, well, it's yeah. like some somebody posted it somewhere that's like, and Mario's new costume is Mario dressing as Luigi. Somebody said that on something. I saw that. That was yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, because because he's dead and has an accident. He's dead. Accident said. So it's supposed to be yeah, like that, after Ridley killed him. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that really, accident that that's pretty pretty extreme for a Mario game. Yeah, right. And his face is all like discolored. It's like green. He doesn't have pupils. Uh, yeah, they're they're going there. They're going there with Zombie Mario. The way that they have him in the in the ad, he's just like doing that Mario stand and smile, arms up in the air, posing, but he's dead and he has an axe <laughs> in the head. Well, he was waving, and then he got hit in the head with an axe, and now he's dead. So. <laughs> I see. But that'll give you a reason, you know, maybe you could jump on. and It, it kind of made me want to play as that. I guess it's uh, sort of along the same lines as the skeleton one, which, did you guys ever get that one? Because you need, like, what, 999 to get that, coins? I mean, this yeah, all goes was... back to the original DS game when Bowser fell in the lava and then turned into a skeleton. That's when it all got fucked up. Yeah, that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty Anything savage. after that was fair game. That was when it all started, where you were like, "All right, Nintendo's going to kill Bowser and turn him into bones." Yeah, when his his uh, skin gets melted off. Uh huh. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty gruesome. That was a pretty intense part. Nothing has surprised me since then, as far and like not even this. I'm like looking at Mario right now. I'm like, this is just a an, a costume. He has so many random costumes. Just mm-hmm. one of them. It doesn't actually feel like Mario got killed. <laughs> another another thing that dropped this week that I forgot about because why would you remember it? Uh, th- there's a new NBA Playgrounds out. Now it's NBA 2K Playgrounds, and apparently they're being so dumb about it that they've removed NBA Playgrounds one from the eShop. It's gone now, <laughs> so they they want you to buy two so much that they uh, they've removed the first one off the eShop. Which I think is pretty hilarious. A friend of the show, Janet, actually reviewed that game for um for the PlayStation website that she's working for, and I read I read yeah. I read through her review, and uh, apparently the 2K license has completely uh, spoiled whatever was good about <laughs> good again good about those NBA Playgrounds games, because now it's riddled with uh, microtransactions. Hooray! So now the game sucks. Now the game sucks more than it already did. So uh, way to go, way to go, two K. I mean, I got NBA Playgrounds one. I played it for a little bit, but I have no. Even if there wasn't microtransactions on there, I wouldn't want to get it again. But yeah, I, I thought that was funny that they that they took the other one off because I think they were playing. 
NBA Playgrounds one was selling for ten, and they've removed it from the eShop because they want you to buy the new one for thirty. Thirty bucks, which is crazy. Make NBA Jam, please. Yeah, well, or re-release it. I mean, Street Hoop is on there. That game's just as good as NBA Jam. Get that one, and it's only eight bucks. It's totally, totally worth it. Did you guys see that stuff with that, uh, with the phone, with the Huawei? How do you, how do you pronounce that? I always pronounce it Hawaii. I don't know if that's Hawaii, right, but Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. It's like a, it's a Chinese uh, phone company, right? That's mm-hmm. making it. They've had several different phone mm-hmm. models here. Yeah, they're I the think one... They're the biggest phone maker in China. Mm-hmm. I just read that the other day. They're like the Chinese Sony. They're uh, they're calling out Nintendo though, saying that their new phone is going to be better than the Switch for portable gaming. Calling out. It's gonna have a Ooh, shots fired. Yeah, it's gonna have like nine hours compared to the three of Switch, is what they're saying. Yeah. And it's funny mm-hmm. that it also has an attachment that has a proper D pad on it. So they're definitely taking some low blows here. You know? I mean, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm interested, but what's the cost on this motherfucker? Oh, I don't even I don't even know. But I think it's funny. That it's, like, directly... it's like it's like twelve hundred or something. Maybe I'm exaggerating. It's at least eight hundred. It's like at least twice the price of the Switch. Most flagship phones are a grand right now. That's sort of like the the, the standard price. Like Apple's doing it. Mm. I think that uh, flip it, flipping um, Samsung did it. So probably Hawaii's doing it too. Hawaii, however you say it. I think this is a flagship for them, so it's got to be around the thousand dollar mark. So yeah, you're gonna play pay three point three three times more. For more battery life, but you're gonna have to use some of that battery life to talk to your parents and family. <laughs> <laughs> if you use the phone for what it was originally intended for, which who does that? You know, like the switch, yeah. where you have to, like, you know, the battery life is X or whatever. But you know, you know, we always remember a certain part of that battery life is like, you know, what you used, like, to look at the internet on the phone on the way to work. And oh wait, no, that's not how it works at all. You got a separate fucking device that you do that shit on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, this sorry, is a, Hawaii. The switch is a separate device. Yeah, I mean, this kind of reminds me a lot of our conversation that we had last week about the about the Game Boy adv- about the Game Boy attachment to the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, saying that Jeremy didn't want to do it because because you don't want to play anything on your phone because you need your phone battery to call your yeah, parents. Yeah, I want to save my battery, not just for calling people, but yeah. for f- music and stuff. Yeah, like I like to have a continuous stream of music coming out of my phone. So that drains the shit out of my battery. Yeah, I don't need to add games to that. Sure, uh, I'll take all the games. Speaking of uh, speaking of continuous uh, music streams, uh, YouTube was down for like two hours yesterday, right? Or was it more? Yeah, yeah. It was it was, it. It was, was like three break. hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't. Was, I was on my lunch break and uh, went to go look at YouTube, and I sit in this room that sometimes has like sh- shitty reception and everything. It's like, oh man, the reception's out again. Fine, fine. And then I just thought, eh, check Chrome, see if it's still working. And I was so confused. You know, Chrome was working, YouTube was not. And I looked it up, and sure enough, YouTube was down. Yeah, it was. Uh, how long was it down for? Like, I Jeremy texted me about it, but I it saw it was like it was about three hours, which yeah. is a long ass time for YouTube. Like. Mm-hmm. In my re- memory of YouTube, I don't remember it ever being down that long. Was was somebody? It's possible it has been, but that's what I remember. Yeah, somebody hacked. It's gonna it, be right? a lot of money lost. All those ads and stuff they make for three hours. Well, a lot of people no like drop their videos at a certain time every week too. So like, 
certainly some people were affected like in their weekly drops you know mm-hmm. that's all you drop them that's like if fucking cnn stopped working for three hours they'd be like what the hell's going on is iran attacking us like it was sort of like that with youtube it's like mm. what's the cyber attack right now why can't we see youtube yeah, yeah did we ever there, get an there were rumors online that it was like saudi arabia and stuff i know that was just like hearsay or whatever but it's like I figured, no, there, I don't think there was an explanation. I figured it was just somebody who didn't get the views that they expected, and they were angry, so they hacked the YouTube. They're like, I thought I was going to get a million views for this video that I made pointing out all the inaccuracies of this episode of this show. Give me money, YouTube. One of those guys. All right. The theory I saw that, you know, unsubstantiated though it might be, that I liked the most was that someone got into the code and diverted the traffic to... A smaller country's YouTube uh, server. So, like, you know, something like one of the, some little tiny country, like in Europe or something, that didn't have what it took to handle, like, the whole world's YouTube traffic. Mm. So, basically, like, it was like the opposite of a DDoS, or it was a DDoS, but it was directing all the traffic of YouTube to one little tiny server. And that's what crashed it. I don't know if that's true. But why would they do I can say I'm just reading about this, but. Sure. That would be like a great prank, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What? what what's the prank?" Like get Luxembourg's like server like completely inundated with the whole world's YouTube requests. I guess if it crashed their server, I and guess crash if you're all just, of YouTube, yeah, because all like the the script pointed to that is the the source of all videos. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, I guess is, is is that the prank? I'm like, what is their end game here? Like, what are they trying to prove? The prank was to shut down YouTube for a while and just I to mean, show that they can. That's a major source of discourse for the world because mm. a the- lot of people post like relevant live things there. You mm. know, like yeah, for the most part, the way we view it, it's not super important. But there are people that use YouTube like in a very important way in the world so it's hard to like understand if the interruption was organic or somebody caused it i hope that all the videos that were put up like when it came back was were just about the youtube outage (laughs) it was just like 100 ones just talking about youtube being down yeah that would be i mean you know like a minute by minute account i mean what did i do i went outside and i actually watched grass grow and it was amazing well it's you saw a lot of people comment on it just basically that simpsons gif of like i forget which one it is but there, there's one where like they stop watching tv and they go outside and like mm. you know look at the sky and it's like the sun is too bright and they go out and like have and they start playing again they like use the swing set and they're throwing mm. frisbees i and made paint, a similar joke on twitter where i was like and like painting fences these, and stuff yeah these devices on my shelf that are a lot like youtube but they're only words and you have to imagine the pictures yeah, it's a uh, oh, what you mean books? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, my... I wonder if anybody was trying to live stream the outage, like they're pointing their phone at themselves. Hey guys, YouTube is still out. Um, this is well, what on I'm a, doing. oh sure, on a lot of red, people did on that. Reddit videos um, immediately, like uh, what's that? Oh, Vimeo, like a bunch of Vimeo mm-hmm. links are showing up, or whatever that that alternative video site is. It was like. Suddenly, like all the video links were to this other website that wasn't YouTube. Like people adjusted very quickly. Go watch Twitch. Twitch was still going. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of Twitch links. Yeah, I was gonna say you can go watch Twitch. That's still going. I was just uh, with all of the videos starting with them just saying that YouTube was out. That just reminds me of my YouTube feed, where it's like 
It's like when Starlink comes out and all, and everything on your feed is like 10 different reviews of Starlink from different people. Or like how we were talking about before, like when one news thing happens and then and mm-hmm. if and if you've like seen stuff from other people who talk about that, you see like 20 different videos all saying the same fucking news thing that you know about. It's like mm-hmm. so annoying. Where like a uh, 100 people are talking about like Philip Mewson or whatever and it's like you're just regurgitating stuff that people have already seen. And we talked about that, like where yeah. it's like where there's a direct and then there's like a million videos that you see of people like showing what happened in the direct, but in their video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's All like, of a sudden, nails are like, yeah. YouTube is out. And like people making stupid faces. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, no, that. Yeah, I love those dumb faces. I mean, I love them in a hating way, but that was my uh, that, that one thumbnail. that one video that I was made that I made about the. uh about the about the the Pikachu pad that I got, where it's a picture of me like holding the thing, making a weird face, and there's question marks all over me. That was supposed to be making fun of those of those thumbnails of YouTube, is what I was going for there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that that happened yesterday. YouTube was down for a minute. It was maybe they were just trying to see if they could do it. It's like when a PlayStation Network went out, and those hackers were just like, you know, here, take that. You said that you could never be hacked, and we hacked you. So haha. So, except that was out for like months. I think they were hacked. I don't think it was just like an. There was some sort of external interference. There had to have been because YouTube is so redundant, and they're like they've got so many servers all over the world. Like mm-hmm. they couldn't just be crashed based on a technical error sure. in their own team. You wouldn't think. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm acting like I actually understand this shit. I really don't. But um, to Do me, it-, <laughs> it seems like there had to have been some external factor and so i think it was a cyber attack but yeah i think we, won't, we may never know that i think i think I mean, you understand they, they obviously yeah. wouldn't admit it if they were able to like deal with it without making it's kind of odd that that they didn't, didn't said anything i mean to my knowledge they just, well they like, did release a couple and... of statements but they were really i mean they generic were generic like, or twi- something twitter length comments yeah yeah um, essentially like we're sorry the site's down and we're working on it Oh, the site's up again. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty quick. Like I, like I was just like, um, you know, I was just driving around delivering stuff, and I looked. I was like waiting, waiting to get another, get a delivery, and I was like, just looked at my phone, and it wasn't working. And then I was, then I got one. I was waiting on the waiting on the food, and I looked at my phone, and it was on. I'm like, okay, <laughs> so it didn't really affect me that much, but I wasn't really watching YouTube, so. But yeah, that's what happened with that. But I think the most important news thing, which we've procrastinate through this whole episode to get to but the thing we weren't able to talk about last week because we recorded early but the nintendo online service the nes got four new games well three new games and four and a fourth kind of new game but i know jeremy did a did a video about it on youtube but i did do a video of the fourth yeah. secret game which which did kind of blow my mind like i actually saw it so right after we got done recording last week um I think we played a little bit of other stuff and then it was like pretty late. And then I saw someone post on the uh, NBC podcast, Facebook, and it showed like shit downloading and it showed like the Zelda. Zelda SP. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a, it's a, it's a, it's easy mode Zelda pretty much. But I think it's for a a speed. I think it's for a, uh, uh, yeah. I think it's for a speed run. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think Nintendo is going to hold a speed run for it eventually, and that's what that's for. Maybe, or maybe it's just uh, an easier mode if for people who uh, 
Oh, I you know don't want to try to find stuff on their own on Zelda. They'll just use that because isn't the isn't a lot of the stuff already found? Like the everything and in stuff? the so the way it's set up is that everything in the overworld you could you could possibly get before you enter the first dungeon is unlocked. Oh, okay. So you've got the candle, you've got the book, or you've got the arrows, you've got uh, the highest potion you could get, you've got the bombs. Like these you are all the things you could buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have all the heart containers that are available in the overworld. So it starts you out as though you don't need to fuck with the overworld at all. You just need to go dungeon to dungeon. That's why I think it is set up for a speed run. Mm. It's so like you can just ignore the world and just do the dungeons in succession. Yeah, I think because it's a you little still bit... do need items from certain dungeons to get to other dungeons. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's like you could say it's for speed run or you could also say it's for an easier mode, I guess. But you need the raft and you need the ladder and you need the silver arrows. Like yeah. there's certain items that you absolutely need in order to like beat the game that you still have to go to those dungeons and get. Mm. Yeah. I haven't played around with, I mean, I haven't played around with the regular Zelda or the Zelda SP on there, but last night, Jeremy and I did play the two, the two best games that are on there. Uh, we played, yeah. su- we played super dodgeball and we played NES uh, open also. And which were both pretty fun. Well, both of them you can play two player and they're great. Yeah, no, I didn't even know that there was two player on the golf, but we finally have an online golf game on Switch. Yeah. Right, way to go, Trey Nintendo. and I played through yeah. a full 18 hole round of golf. I, I don't think we got through all 18. I think holes, we made but... it to like 13 or 14, but yeah, we played yeah. match play. So I couldn't figure out how to hit the ball. How do you hit the ball? You hit the A button. Mm hmm. It's pretty, you hit you hit, you hit the A button, the, the, the the a button and the, yeah the meter goes and then it goes off to the left and then you hit it again and then, then it comes, comes back. back towards you and then you hit it one last time yeah you hit it three times yeah have you never played Mario Golf before John they they all work like that <laughs> where, you where hit you it three hit? times I, I don't I haven't it's played it much two times so. well well three I guess to start it but no every Mario yeah. Golf game works like that there's there's a meter you hit it all, all the way up for strength and then it comes back. And there's a little notch that you want to hit it close to that. That's for, for like whether your ball will go to the left or the right, and that's what you do. It's been like that on every Mario Golf the game third time since for? this one. No, the, the the first time is to start it. The first time is to uh, start. Yeah, start it. You Got start it. it. It's you actually hit, just two you hit it at the peak. You, you hit it on the way back. Starting, and then it goes. Yeah, Mario Golf. It's like that on 64 or GameCube. Mm-hmm. The 3DS, Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance. No, Mario Golf, Mario Party. Those are like the two that I kind of skip. Oh, those were my favorite. Those are my two favorite party games. Or Mario Golf. Yeah, Trey and I had a really party. good time with Mario Golf last night. Like it was like, what? yeah. Jeremy kicked. Believe I'm playing this. Jeremy kicked my ass big time, but it was fun. <laughs> I think I won. Really well, which surprised me because Trey always kicks my ass in golf games. Yeah, well, I haven't played this one in a while. But it's cool. I mean, it's got it's got like some it's got some animation in it. Like when you're when you're putting, and you get close to the hole, it does like a close up thing, and it shows the ball going over going over the green and all that. And, and it shows like uh, direction lines on the green based on the slope. Yeah, well, not during the animation, but when you're lining it up, and also when you hit it into uh, when you hit it into the sand, there's an animation for that. It's where like the ball will come down, and it'll if it comes down from higher the ball will be covered more by the sand. So it actually looks different depending on how it lands, which is really cool. And it's like an animation for that. So 
And the guys are in full, you know, there's full big sprites of Mario and Luigi. They're wearing like these train conductor looking uh, outfits with the stripes. You know, they they got the overalls, but they like were like red and like red and white stripes or green and white stripes. And there's a nice little animation of them pulling the ball out of, out of each hole at the end, like when you when you when you win, depending on who wins. And uh, I think I won one hole, and I uh, made sure and video captured it for to keep forever to remember the one hole that I beat Jeremy at. But. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it was fun. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I fucked up a lot of those greens, but it's it's just great to have a to have an online golf game on there. Finally, you know, even though it's probably like the most rudimentary aside from like the original golf game, but you know, still you can play it online. You can play match mode, match play. There's like a tournament mode, and uh, yeah, and you can play as Mario which we did mention. We were like, because you remember the whole thing about the uh, Awada golf game mm. being in the Switch. Yeah, and they they got rid of it in a firmware update. So like, how fucking crazy? How maybe more? How perplexing is it that they didn't make that the game? Like, of course they released you know. Well, this what is the be, better oh, version, the better golf yeah. game, but they did the sequel to it. But that was their chance to just release it and just be like, here's that golf game, you know, that we got rid of or whatever, blah blah blah. But it is kind of strange. It's like, have they moved beyond a water now? Like, is this like? Man, should I cry right now while I'm playing this? Mm. Like, there was a bit of a strangeness to like seeing that was the golf game for me personally. I think it's the better golf game of the two, though. I mean, it's if I if I had but to pick, like I would rather clo- have. Doesn't it feel like closure in this a weird way? I don't I don't mind because I like because I like this version a lot better than the other golf. So because mm-hmm. I I mean yeah I prefer this one, so I'm fine with it. There's more to do on this one, and you, and you get those nice animations. And Iwata still worked on it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. He's still on there. It's just we we don't need the crappier version of that golf game. You know, <laughs> we could have the one that's a little bit better. Even though it's not the best, it's still good. Yeah. But but the in my opinion, the best game out of all these four games, Super Dodgeball. That game is a shit ton of fun. Jeremy and I played it. Uh, that, that speaking of, I actually did win a match, so yeah, I like the game. Yeah, when you were when you were the fucking Russians, because they because they had like <laughs> their their hit points were so maxed out, they had like forty hit points or something. It was insane. They're like the strongest characters in the whole game. The fucking yeah, Russians. Politically, they were doing very well when that game came out. <laughs> they made sure to uh, they made sure to hack into the guys who were designing it to make sure that they were the strongest. You know, because they're good at that. They're good at altering. Uh, the way people mm. view them, or the way people view whatever. But and I, they did edit out their Adidas jumpsuits, which I did admire. <laughs> it's a fun game, though. It, it, I know you guys said you were a little confused on the controls, but once you play around with it for long enough, you figure it out. I mean, it's it just imagine playing like Double Dragon, except you have a ball that you can throw at people and and pass. It's a as lot well. like the Double Dragon two-player mode. Once Trey described it to me, it yeah. is. Well, it's the same company. Yeah. It's Technos, so and the characters look the same. But yeah, yeah I figured it out. The it's... one gripe is that uh, you know the characters they flash a lot, and obviously that's part of the NES charm. But I do wish that they offered like an enhanced mode for for uh, problematic games like that, like. If you could just like fix the problem, offer me offer me the the ability to play it smoothly with not so much flashing all the time. Well, they did. I mean, there was an enhanced version of it released for Game Boy Advance. Advanced. It, yeah, it was a it was a launch window game. We actually talked about it way back in our Game Boy Advance launch episode, which came out before the Switch came out. 
But um, yeah, they they did do like a remade version of it, but apparently it was not as good as the NES one because I think they made things a little bit more complicated from what I heard, unfortunately. But yeah, the, the flashing sucks, but I think that's part of the charm of the game. Like a uh, friend of the show, Justin Howard, that my air guitar friend, our air guitar champion of the world friend, he he used to play that game a lot. Like he would have like parties at his house where they'd play uh, Super Dodgeball. And he admitted it, you know, he's like, oh, it's super glitchy, but it's still fun. It's still a lot of fun, like, aside from the flashiness. You just have to get over the flashiness. But if you can if you can get over that, the game is a hell of a lot. It's super fun to play. And I think getting the actual cartridge is still pretty pricey, so it's nice to have it put on there. And uh, It was a good time. We yeah. played it, and I had a good time with it. Yeah, the great thing was that a game that used the NES satellite. Could you do four players on that game? I think you would. That was a that was V Ball, the Super V-ball. Super That's Spike V Ball. Okay. same company, but yeah, that one had four. I thought originally on the show I said that there, that I thought there was four for Super Dodgeball, but no, it's just two. But it's yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun to play. Like I, I like it a lot. I think they should release the NES satellite games, like all of those. Those the would be Satella, fun. Yeah, you play four players if you could do that. What the Satella View stuff? Or are you talking about the four the four player adapter stuff? No, the yeah the four player adapter stuff. That was that was called the the NES satellite, right? The four player. I don't think so. I, I had one and it wasn't I'm called pretty, this. I'm pretty sure it was. I mean, Ooh, look it up. Well, I thought you were talking about the Satella View. No, not that thing. No. But like the Super Spike B-Ball, you'd have to hook up the four-player adapter. And I think, like, how many of us ever actually used that back then? Like, I, I never did. Well, I, uh, I had... It would be cool to have four-player online, like, Super Spike B-Ball. Yeah. I mean, the one that, like, I, the funny thing is, I got it because I thought that you could play four-player um, Turtles on it, and you couldn't. So I never really mm-hmm. used it for anything, I don't think. Except for maybe uh, Nightmare on Elm Street later. Uh, yeah, this thing, the NES satellite. I just see a picture of Samus. Oh, oh an ad came up. <laughs> <laughs> the NES Samus? There it is. Yeah, I had that yeah, thing. Totally, yeah. I had that thing, but I don't remember it being called the satellite. Because there's also the NES 4 score, which is, which is different. Weird. Yeah, no, I, I own that thing, and I didn't even know what it was called. Oh, this is the wireless four-player adapter. That's right. That's yeah. the satellite. Yeah. The, yeah, I had that. I had that one. It didn't... Okay. It was my first. It's probably the. It's probably the first uh, wireless thing I ever had, ever in my life. Was that thing probably, and it didn't work very well, just like everything else for the NES. But yeah, I mean, the, everything is wireless until you put a wire on it. True, <laughs> but I think even at that time we had a because we had a Betamax that had a remote that was connected to the Betamax, which those were amazing. If you ever had one of those, and it either like it either paused, stopped, and fast forwarded. I think that's all it did. It only had like a yeah. It only had a few buttons on it. It's pretty. It's pretty exciting. But yeah, those are the big releases for the week uh, on uh, on the NES thing. Solomon's Key. Forgot to mention Solomon's Key. Yeah, but did we really? I mean, <laughs> Solomon's. <laughs> I mean, Key I played kinda, a little bit of yeah. it. It it reminds me of uh, Fire and Ice, which came out later. But Fire and Ice is definitely a better game. Mm-hmm. But Solomon's Key is a decent little side-scrolling vertical puzzle game yeah in the I'm, meantime i mean i played the first level it, it controls fine it's just kind of like you know, it's old school as fuck it is we need maybe want lolo yeah i was gonna say we need lolo lolo's much yeah. better but lolo's supposed to be next month or december it's coming up soon next month yeah it's november i just i like i like the additions i really hope they don't take anything away 
Like, I hope they just keep adding to it. I don't, I don't want them to take games Me away. Too. But it's, I mean, I think it's totally worth it. I think the online service is worth it, you know, because we keep getting all this extra stuff. That's 24 games so far that we've gotten out of two months of $20. I mean, and what I was going to say earlier is uh, the cool thing about it being an, an NES online service, like you can add stuff like Super Dodgeball or whatever. Like maybe nobody would buy that. Like I bought it on Virtual Console, but I'm sure a lot of people didn't. But now this gem of a game on NES, you can play it. Like maybe a lot of people haven't played it. And now there's this really fun multiplayer thing that you can play online. It's the most I've ever played it. Yeah. Even though like we're still kind of having, and I don't know if it's your connection, but we were having some connection issues last night while we were trying to play. Like even to the point where I was, where some of my golf shots were getting messed up, because the internet would drop out like while I was trying to hit that last A button, and it just didn't hit, so I didn't hit the ball, you know. So there's still that problem, which which sucks because we're we're paying for it, you know. It should work. You should be able to fucking golf on here, yeah. right? You know, I've noticed that even when I wasn't playing online, like when I was playing Doctor Mario, that you know that's a game where. You know, Twitch controls are pretty pretty important. You're yeah. moving really fast. There's been a couple times where it was delayed. And I, I, I don't know why, because I'm not playing online against anybody. I'm just playing by myself. But I'm wondering if somehow it being an online service, you know, having a, a spotty internet connection is even affecting my, my single player game. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's, very, it's very noticeable. It's like all of a sudden it just I'm hitting the button and it doesn't rotate the piece or move it over or whatever yeah i don't know i mean i don't you're not like streaming it so i mean you don't need like no. a constant internet but i i don't know my internet's pretty solid here so i don't never I haven't noticed any any differences but yeah my but, internet's not solid over here but from getting connected with other people it drops out so i don't know but yeah i mean we'll have to test it out more as it goes and hopefully you'll get a better place where you have better internet soon so you mm-hmm. won't have to won't have to deal with that. But uh, we've been we've been going pretty long here, so I'm gonna wrap this up. This has uh, been episode 143 um, of Nintendo Made Podcast. Uh, you can find us at nintendomadepodcast.com. You can find our Twitch streams at twitch.tv/slash Nintendo Made Podcast. You can find our videos at youtube.com/slash Fingmater F I N G M A T E R. You can email us at Nintendo Made Podcast at gmail.com. We will read all of your emails. Every time. And actually, I do did want to read something, not an email, but I got an interesting uh, comment from somebody on YouTube. It's not it's, it's not the Zelda one. It's a it's a different one. Let's see if see if I can find it. All right, so so not Silva Gunner uh, commented on my uh Nintendo Labo, the R the RC car competition music, which is super cool. He was like, Hey, there should be uh he said, This song deserves to be in Smash and I said yeah, there should be a Labo stage, too, which is what we've talked about before. And then he goes on to talk about a, a character, Labo Man. It says, I know, right? Here's my moveset ideas for Labo Man. B throws Joy-Con like a boomerang. Right or left B, Toy-Con RC car. Up B, like clouds and Kirby's, but with a Joy-Con. Down B, toy, Toy-Con house, like stone. Final smash... Toy-Con robot, by the way, grab his Toy-Con fishing rod. So that was his uh, Labo character that he commented about. And I thought That's that was funny. Good. I thought that was funny, pretty so good. I just wanted to read it. That uh, covers all bases pretty well. Yeah. Hold but, the L and R buttons as hard as you can to strangle somebody with a piece of string. I like that. I would do that. Yeah, oh, for the fishing, yeah. Yeah, and shake. You have to shake. 
as well. Yeah. No, I, I thought it'd be cool to have a Labo stage, but I never went that w- as far to make like a Labo a character. I mean, I like that even better. A, ca- a Labo Man. character. Yeah. It could be that old cardboard guy that you made. Pretty well, except they don't include the keyboard in there. Yeah. Like there should be something involving the piano too. Well, maybe the keyboard will just play a song when you win. That'll be the end. It'll just be like ding, ding, ding. But there should be some sort of like waveform attack or something. So like highlight the keyboard. That should be one of. If it's just the shape of a waveform coming out as like a projectile. Well, it could it could like take the character that you're fighting and put him in the piano, and they become the waveform, and that's like your throw or something. Like you grab you grab Samus and throw her into the piano, and then it makes a song a sound based on the shape. I just think it'd be cool if it was unique (laughs) to whatever you made, like a sound you might have made, like a waveform you might have made on your labo. Like for me, it would be a dick shaped. You just want you just want your you just want the dick shape in there is what you want. I do, man. You follow me. You follow me. Anyway, uh, if you want to if you want your stuff to be read like like not Silva Gunner did. You can email us or comment on our YouTube videos, and we'll totally read it on the show. Anyway, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy Kowski. John Nitter. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you. to get your dick in the end there didn't you i don't know i mean i'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> had to come back you to have that. to put, make that your final comment Trey. what that's how you end the episode you just had to put your dick in the end there yeah <laughs> no I, I i recorded it it's on there <laughs>